somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I'm joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. Well, I hope you had a nice Labor Day weekend. I did indeed. Yeah, we we uh, actually got back over the weekend from California. We were in, as they like to say, La La Land. La La Land, yeah. And you know what? I was pleasantly surprised because I hadn't I hadn't been there in about 15 years. And you, as you've told our listeners before, had had never been there. And with uh, COVID and all the restrictions we had been hearing about, I was expecting a lot of rule mongering. I was expecting a lot of virtue signaling. And, you know, we were in a variety of places. We were in Marina del Rey. We were in Santa Monica. We were on Venice Beach. We were in Hollywood. Uh, West North, Hollywood. West, uh, West Hollywood, although we weren't there that much. And we were also Beverly in, Hills. Uh, we were also in Beverly Hills. So we were in all these different places. Uh, we didn't spend much time in downtown L.A., so, they, so we have to put that as a caveat. I saw we saw almost no very little mask wearing, very little mask mandating. We also saw almost no wokeism. I thought about that after we returned. I did not remember a single BLM poster and we were down in Venice Beach. I didn't see a single, you know, where you would see a lot of those types of things. A lot of the, you know, the progressive stuff would be more on display. I didn't see a single gender fluid bathroom. All right, maybe there might have been a few more in West Hollywood that we didn't happen to see because we were only there briefly. But it just was surprising. And you know what my conclusion with all this is? I have two conclusions. Go ahead. One is uh, there's a big, they really care about the tourism dollars because um, LA is on track to rebound to post um, COVID, to pre COVID levels where they would have 50 million visitors a year. They're on track to get about 46.6 million visitors. And the other is. I have a sneaky feeling that there are more closet conservatives there than we know about. I have this, just this feeling. Okay, so here's the thing. You know, we ran into a multitude of people, and some some out by the pools, right. some some in the elevator, and you know, uh, Lyft and and uh, Uber drivers. 
And and people even in the recording and media business to a certain degree. Um, and and uh, one of the things was there was no, you know, there was no political um, – a lot of people really didn't want to get into politics too much, but the people we did um, speak to, uh, the people we did speak to were were uh, Biden haters and Trump lovers. Which is which interesting. Is, uh, yeah, because here's the other thing that was interesting. Um, flew in, you know, from the D.C. area where we're located, and we had to go through Charlotte, North Carolina, and then out to L.A., and that was on our way out there, and no mask wearing in the airports. And then on our way back home, after spending a week in uh, Los Angeles, we had a, a stopover in Phoenix, a three-hour layover. And I can't, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't, I can't tell you enough how much different it was. Phoenix, everybody was virtue signaling. Phoenix, everybody was wearing a mask. And surrounding us in the airplane, there was about, I would say, 85% of the people in our immediate section of the airplane, because we can't see the whole plane, but everybody was wearing a mask. I, I couldn't get over it. It was night and day. So the people in D.C., they're, they're, they, were the late, uh, they were late to give up the mask. Per se, but uh, but they finally gave it up, and in Charlotte they didn't seem to be where you know much into the wearing of the mask in Charlotte, uh, that airport. But it was Phoenix of all places, and you know I got to thinking about like John McCain uh, and um, and the politics of, of the say the McCains mm-hmm. and the the weird politics that goes on out in Phoenix. And um, or out in Arizona, and it seems to me like Arizona is a little bit more liberal and virtue signaling than I I would have imagined. I thought it was a conservative state, and I would like to think that maybe it is a conservative state. Sort of like Virginia keeps going blue, but I I feel like Virginia is a lot more conservative than than uh, it gets credit. We have a conservative governor. Uh, here in, in Arlington, Virginia. And also there's uh, the mean, other well, Virginia, parts of the state that are Arlington. outside of the Beltway that are more conservative. Yeah. No, my my uh, my observation is is that it seems like Phoenix needs to, you know, if they're going to be conservative, they got to stop this virtue signaling. And the masks, folks, the masks don't really work. They don't work. They might help uh, just a granular uh, a percentage you know, like a small percentage, but it's just not worth it because the amount of um, impact, the negative impact that it has on on children, for example. And I just saw a report today on Fox and Friends. um, And they were talking about how these kids in Los Angeles have to wear the the masks, even playing basketball. And that's one school. But, you know, I was was reading. But we didn't see a lot of that. We didn't see a lot. We didn't see hardly any of it. And and by the way, um, in in, uh, early August in the Los Angeles Unified School District, they began passing things saying that the masks mandates were no longer required. But what's happening um, is that a lot of the individual schools within the Los Angeles Unified District, some of them, they're all making their own rules. And it's a it's a huge school district. Well, you know, you've seen in different um, 
cataloging and and uh, number crunching through some of the organizations we're associated with, um, a huge uptick in California subscriptions, right? For I have, newsletters and for, things like that. I, I have seen that, um, and, and I'm and I, that's why I'm wondering. I think there's something going on. And I've long reported that I've heard this number by mo- more than one person um, and more than one uh, source uh, that the biggest seller of MAGA hats is California. Yeah. The, the biggest purchaser of MAGA hats, you know, the, where the biggest sales yeah. are yeah. is California. Yeah. So maybe there's still some hope for California. That's what I think I'm thinking. That, I think that they are the originators and they're, they're the early adopters and they are the, um, the pioneers of election fraud. Meaning that, you know, if you talk to someone like Paul Preston, you'll find out a lot about the election rigging. He's a true Californian who's been out in California for, you know, decades and decades. But he uh, he said this kind of election fraud that we're seeing across the board, say, now in Georgia, uh, we're seeing a lot of elect- – he's, he's been seeing that level of election mm-hmm. fraud in California for, for too many decades. Um, and if we could just get a handle on election integrity, but of course, the Democrats keep pushing this mail-in balloting and um, and the uh, ballot harvesting. And anywhere we see these mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting, uh, we see a complete transformation of the political sphere. Colorado is probably the best example of that, where... Colorado is a red state. All of a sudden, it becomes a blue state overnight and uh, and never looked back. Ever since they opened up this early voting, uh, 30 days uh, in the lead up to an election. You know, election. uh, I just, you know, every time I hear this thing where it says Mm -hmm. um, voting starts today, it's like, no, wait. Why is voting starting today? We're 45 days out from a, an election, and voting starts today? That, that doesn't, that make, doesn't any make any sense. So um, we got to put an end to that. And people like Mark Elias, of course, um, have been out there with the, from, the, from the left wing uh, perpetrating Russian hoaxes and doing all kinds of calculations through uh, law firms like Perkins Coey. And, you know, there's some reporting that's been going on over the weekend I was reading where it's like, where is the rights, Mark Elias? Where is the rights? Where is the conservatives, you know, Mark Elias? Um, One of the biggest problems we have in the with the two parties is we have these rhinos like Lindsey Graham or, you know, in the day back in the day, John McCain or or a Mitt Romney. Um, and all of these people, they have one thing in common. All of these so-called Republicans have one thing in common. And that is that they've all invested in war. Yeah. They've uh, Mitt Romney and Kofor Black were big, huge investors in the Afghanistan war in the early millennium. Mm-hmm. And Lindsey Graham and John McCain were big-time investors in the uh, teens, uh, the 20 teens um, in Ukraine which led to that being a laundering state. I'm seeing all kinds of reports right now of not just Zelensky um, having millions and millions of dollars. The latest article 
um, came out and it says Zelensky net worth is $596 million in 2022, rich lifestyle Ukraine president. All this money going to Ukraine, we got to stop giving money to Ukraine. That's number one. Mm -hmm. But Lindsey Graham, he was on the uh, talk shows and he said, should we continue to support Ukraine? Yes. And should we beat Russia? Yes. And so... Basically, he was saying yes to the money laundering going to Ukraine, which that money ends up back in Lindsey Graham's pocket because that's how it works. Mm -hmm. And all the politicians that are supporting your tax dollars going to Ukraine are getting rich off of the money laundering and kickbacks where that money goes over there and finds its way back into the coffers of the politicians who supported it. It's the same thing that's been going on forever with Planned Parenthood or anything else like that. We're Planned Parenthood, but but only on a bigger scale. So Planned Parenthood, you know, we uh, the uh, politicians would give Planned Parenthood five hundred million dollars, and Planned Parenthood would spend ninety eight percent of their no, 100% of their donations would go back into the pockets of liberal politicians that voted for that money, to appropriate that money for them. And we see as soon as they were denied those funds and as soon as they were denied their right to commit those abortions, uh, we saw them completely just go out of business. Because that was the only business that they were in. They tried to lie to you for decades about them being a... But it's not... They're not They're not alone. Mm-hmm. They're not alone. They're not alone regarding um, that kind of bipartisan funding that goes into their pockets and then back out to the politicians. But when Lindsey Graham says he, he's supporting Ukraine, whatever it takes... However much money, he is in lockstep in line with the Biden administration. And the Biden administration, we know, is corrupt up to their eyeballs in Ukraine money laundering and kickbacks. Burisma comes to mind. Um, Kofer, you know, And Kofor Black. Kofor Black and Mitt Romney, who were engaged in all kinds of laundering schemes with regard to weapons and drugs and all kinds of investments in Afghanistan in, say, 2007. Look it up. Um, they are also knee-deep involved in Ukraine. Kofor Black sat on the board of Burisma just like Hunter Biden did. And Kofor Black was Mitt Romney's political advisor in the 2012 election. And and uh, or perhaps the 2008 election because he ran twice. But they were big into this stuff, and it takes an investor like Mitt Romney, a guy that's worth you know nearly a billion dollars, through uh, all, all of the uh, different um, uh, corporate rating companies yes. that Mitt Romney was associated with, um, where he made millions dismantling companies, hurting American workers. Uh, That's how Mitt Romney came to power. Just like um, Tom Steyer came to power on fossil fuels and then ran exclusively against the development of the Keystone Pipeline because it competed with his own financial interests. That was the first article I wrote years ago. 
Which one, Tom Steyer? Uh, about Tom Steyer and his competing uh, project to the Keystone Pipeline. Yeah, it's just the the corruption of politics. We got to get this. We got to get these corporate corporate uh, dollars out of politics because it's companies like BlackRock that are controlling everything. That's the biggest problem I see uh, facing American democracy, and yet. You know, the corporate media is never going to report on that because they're collecting the ad dollars from BlackRock. Yeah. Ultimately, BlackRock. It might be Pepsi. It might be Coke. It might be Budweiser. It might be someone, any one of those country companies. But, you know, I'm reading a report right now over at the Gateway Pundit, and it says Bed Bath & Beyond CFO jumps to his death. Yes, I saw that. Struggling retailer forced to close 150 stores. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised that they even had 150 stores left. Yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond was great, you know, back in the day. But um, I think Amazon has really put these companies out of business. Linens and things. Well, because Bed uh, Bath and Beyond, a linen, a linen is not something you have to try on. And if you know what the quality of the product is ahead of time, it is a lot easier to go online and order linens and other types of items and have them just shipped to you instead of having to drive out there and carry them all home. And so I so th- so that explains why some of these places are not doing as well. People used to go to a Bed Bath and Beyond because they wanted to go in and touch and feel everything in the stores and it's become a lot ne- a lot less necessary. So there's a lot of rhetoric uh, and a lot of um, you know it, Let's face it, Biden is a joke. So Biden not just went, he didn't just go to Philly and look like Hitler. And that was, everything (laughs) Biden touches turns to crap, right? But, you know, Biden went to Philly and and looked like Hitler. We all saw the pictures of the red wall. And and of course, Donald Trump made light of it uh, because it's just so easy to make fun of Joe Biden because Mm -hmm. he's just so... He's so mean. I mean, the guy is absolutely angry all the time. Yeah. And I don't know how that translates, but they were showing, um, they were showing in Wilkes-Barre, okay, because outside of the Philly um, speech, which was highly produced and, you know, a lot of people were complaining that he had the Marine Corps guard standing right behind him, just like Hitler would have his Stasi. Yes, of course. You know, they could have been IRS agents. They could have been FBI um, yeah. SWAT team. Uh, you know, it's what the Democrats have done. And uh, it could have also been their fraudulent Black Lives Matter uh, Black Panthers uh, standing guard there because, mm-hmm. you know, Black Lives Matter is in the news. They uh, have funneled $10 million in fraud. Um, they That's also on the Gateway Pundit, too, by the way. It says here, Black Lives Matter grassroots accuses Black Lives Matter leader Shalamaya Bowers. I don't know where you get a name like that, but <laughs> of stealing ten million dollars. Bowers accuses accuses BLM grassroots of racism. Oh, you're racist if you call me. You know, try to catch me in a. Ah, it's it's absolutely nuts, and. Um, we know what a militant group that Black Lives Matter is. We know what a bunch of morons they are over there. I mean, they, they're Marxist morons is what I like to call them. But the thing about that is, is, is that that's what is surrounding the Democrat Party. You cannot tell me that they got 81 million votes. And so they, they did this comparison outside of the Philadelphia speech that 
Biden gave. He he also gave a speech in Wilkes-Barre, right. along with Donald Trump right. giving his speech in Wilkes-Barre. Where they're trying to be out in, you know, that area of Pennsylvania, and out, well, Joe the, from, the working Joe thing. Joe from Scranton, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, he he's not really from Scranton, folks, you know, no. but I mean... He lived there for a year or two, you yeah. know, I mean, when he was like sucking his thumb yeah. um, or, or hanging out with Corn Pop or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Was I think Corn Pop <laughs> was in Delaware. Yeah. Um, and, and incidentally, the, uh, the Corn Pop thing, um, uh, My Son Biden is, uh, is a movie that's coming out on the 7th, I believe it well, is. Well, and you know who's in it? Um, there's an actor who was in the show Dynasty of the Colbys, John James, and he, he and I, and he was somebody who I recall reading was a conservative, and I think he got, um, you know, blacklisted in some way, so he's the one who's playing Biden. So I think it's yeah. it's going to be very interesting. It is interesting. And so here's the, here's the, here's the interesting thing about this. They, they did a side-by-side comparison where Joe Biden couldn't fill up half a high school uh, high, half of a high school gymnasium in Wilkes-Barre, his home count, you know, his hometown, because Scranton and Wilkes-Barre are really close right, together. Right. And um, for those who don't know, and and then Donald Trump, he has a packed arena. Um, I don't know. There had to be twenty thousand mm-hmm. people there. I, I I didn't get a head count, but it was an amazing number. Of people, I mean, it was packed to the rafters, folks. And Donald Trump isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And he also said, "Never give up, never give up." Um, but the rhetoric coming out of the Philadelphia speech that Biden gave, you know, where he just basically hated on half of America, even Martha Raddatz had to call out Biden's um, spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Jeanine, not not Jean Pierre, but uh, the uh, his advisor. Um, I'll get her name, um, but yeah, it was it was pretty pretty pathetic. Now, what, what's interesting about um, yeah, see, White House senior advisor um, is is who who was speaking out about this, and she was basically um, calling out the uh, MAGA group. Uh, for not supporting the outcome of the right, rigged yeah. election, but how can you not think that the election is rigged when you got some maniac barking at you, who cannot fill up a high school gym even halfway in his hometown in Pennsylvania? You're talking about, about Keisha. La- you're talking about Ke- Keisha Lance Bottoms, who the one from Atlanta. She had been the mayor yeah, of Atlanta. Keisha, Keisha. That's who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, Keisha, another person who just she ran, lied yeah, to America. yeah. She she had been her name was being uh, bandied about for something substantive a few years ago. Yeah, but here's the thing: we're gonna hear we're gonna hear a little bit of her rhetoric in just a moment. But, um, you know, it's just it's one of these things where they want it both ways because there's like this clip where the, the Democrats did nothing but deny the outcome of the 2016 mm-hmm. election, and yet. After the 2020, after they rigged the election, and after there's so much evidence of them rigging the 2020 election, that they have the nerve to attack and demonize MAGA supporters whose sole agenda is to support America First 
principles, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There's nothing wrong with putting your country first, waving your... They're, they're trying to say it's racist to wave the American flag. They're trying to say that open borders... Um, well, not only are they lying that they're, they're saying that the border isn't open, but the border yeah. is open. And it's, it, it amounts to an invasion into our country that we can't afford it as taxpaying citizens to, to be financing this money laundering scheme in Ukraine at the same time that corporations are, are, are making out like a bandit uh, with these open borders and this slave labor. Because, see, one of the things that's uh, interesting, too, is that the economy is sort of coming back a little bit with regard to labor participation, Mm -hmm. but not in the way you'd think. All of the Trump supporters are 50 and over. You know, I mean, Trump supporters are 55 and older. I mean, you look at that demographic and you got they're not making it back to work. They're actually contemplating early retirement. And this is going to have a huge, devastating impact on the American economy, number one. Number two, a lot of wisdom and talent is off the playing field. I mean, it's not enough to say, okay, you're employed because you drive an Uber car. Right. What kind of intellectual value is that? And we all know that the college, uh, the college experience isn't delivering uh, on, on its promise. Uh, the performance of a college education is far falling short. It's falling short far from the added expense that you actually inquire. So what they're trying to do is buy off those people with this student loan forgiveness uh, crap, which is devaluing the dollar and causing inflation. Uh, Anytime you print money and make debt go away just by printing the money. Um, And the middle class is having to pay all this and the middle class is getting crushed, and the middle class is generally an older population. They're the ones that are you know, raising the children, the children that are actually being indoctrinated by our teachers with critical race theory and transgender BS, cisgender crap. <laughs> and, um, but in addition to that, uh, I'm seeing an uptick in all these videos. Again, it's more... Gaslighting and indoctrination. It's more messaging being funded by Soros-type NGOs that are actually putting doctors out there, legitimate doctors, and they're actually posing in videos with 14 and 12-year-olds that they're they're creating mastectomies where these kids have scars across their chest. And they're not even at the point where they even have... Yeah. Development yeah. in that area. Well, this is a child abuse. We've, did you, we've, did you see, have you seen those these photos? And it, it almost yeah. makes me sick. It, no, it's it's disgusting. And it is child abuse because, you know, you, we've talked about this extensively over the last few years. But, you know, you think about this, a, a, a an adolescent or a t- tween or whatever they're calling them these days is is extremely insecure in general. And they get this idea and then the media and these progressive organizations are continuing to traffic this idea that you can change your body and you will feel better, etc. You can that's that is not a healthy way to communicate because you make these decisions, these are lifetime decisions. So it, it is, in my mind, as I've just said, child abuse, and it is also just taking advantage of a normal developmental vulnerability. 
You know, it's putting it's putting our child children at risk to advance our own agenda. That's what's going on here with these organizations. Yeah. Well, let's listen to uh, Donald Trump and his positive message. Um, and then <laughs> I don't know which one to play first. Do the, play? Ne- do the negative one first and negative. then the positive one, because I like to always go from negative to positive. It's a okay. better movement. Negative. So this is actually hate speech right here. This is hate speech. And um, so we're going to play uh, a clip or two of Joe Biden and then also his handlers uh, and how they hate MAGA. And by the way, this is a coordinated narrative. It's coordinated. So this means this is all strategic. Of course it's all yeah, strategic. It's not, it's not just happenstance that no. these things are being rolled Absolutely out. Absolutely not. Biden doesn't even know what he's saying. In fact, I think I heard Trump say, yeah, it's true. So in Trump's speech, he re- not not maybe not in the clip we're going to hear, but I saw the speech too. And um, in one of the things he said, he said, Biden gets up the next day and he didn't even know that he said what he said yeah, when the yeah. reporters were quoting yeah. what he said. He was like, I don't think I said that. It's like, he doesn't even know what he's saying. He's right. just reading. Right. But here it is. Hate speech right here. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love, They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. This coming from the same people that lied to us about COVID, lied to us about climate, Mm -hmm. um, and they're doing it to gain full control. They lied to us about the IRS the $87 billion and the 80, 80, 87,000 new IRS employees and the $80 billion is all about digital currency, which they're going to use as leverage over controlling every aspect of your life, what you say. I posted something that's been posted all over the Internet associated with the red background that's going on with the, you know, the Hitler-like um, Stasi standing beside, behind him. And... And then a picture of Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. And there was just, they were drawing a contrast because he's got his fists in the air. He's got this hateful rhetoric going on. And Facebook banned me for 24 hours. Not only have they dethrottled me uh, for 90 days so that everything I post appears at the bottom of the news cycle, but they cited the fact that I posted a picture of Hitler without mm-hmm. even a comment. Yeah. It was use your own imagination. It wasn't even a comment. I didn't even accuse anybody of being Hitler. And 
they um, banned me for 24 hours. I don't know how they get away with that. In an election year, when I happen to be an influencer, they can influence, you know, help influence the outcome of the election. But Facebook wants to trump it because they're the true haters of America. They're the ones that are spending $400 million to rig elections. Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it. And by the way, for those who don't know what that meta thing is, Mm -hmm. they're starting this whole thing called a meta universe, metaverse. And it's going to be a virtual reality universe where you could literally make a living never leaving your home. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be a virtual reality where you could set up a virtual storefront. You could actually have a virtual lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. And people will virtually buy the lemonade, and you'll virtu- you'll re- and the money will be v- digital money that will be able to be spent. It's crazy to think about where we're heading as a society. Well, here's another. This is the press sp- spokesperson, Karine Jean Pierre. Karine Jean Pierre, as yeah. Tucker likes to say. Yeah, the president Duff- thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, the president has been clear, as he can be, on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, the way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, the, that extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. Uh, they just don't respect the rule of law. The president thinks that there is an extreme. So, so here's the other part. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. They refuse to accept the results of a free election, Mm -hmm. right? Here we go. Uh, Let's see. Oh, and, and, and they're violent as well. Yeah. So... Let's. Uh, I have a uh, clip of Democrats. Uh, of J- <laughs> this is not the clip, actually. This is the violence clip. I don't even know why there violence. aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. Violence. People need to start taking to the streets. This- so, so these are Democrats promoting violence. Right. And then the next clip we're going to have is them denying the outcome of the election. So the, dictate- they're the biggest hypocrites on the planet. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite. And peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You, you would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? That's it right there, pulling up. I have thought 
an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> And it was Chucky Schumer, Crocodile Tears Schumer, that also threatened the Supreme Court justices. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's there's no end in sight to the kind of rhetoric that goes on. And here is that the Democrats denying the outcome of an election where we know that the FBI cheated Donald Trump by making stuff up. And they're still doing it. They're they're covering up their crossfire hurricane. They're covering up the fact that Peter Strzok was a corrupt, rogue FBI agent that worked for the CIA and that now he's working for the Mockingbird Media Press in conjunction with the CIA and the FBI. We're living in a police state and we don't even know it. You, You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's the real what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put in office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one All thing lies. that Trump... Mm-hmm. is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is a legitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. But there absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. So that was a very tainted election. And and in that sense, it's it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Jimmy Carter. Based on what I just said, which I can't retract... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Russian attempt to have, to have the election. And frankly, the FBI is uh, weighing in on the election. 
I think make the make makes his election illegitimate. There was a widespread understanding that this election was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened, Isaac. I mean, there's just a lot that I think will be revealed. History will discover. But you don't win by three million votes and have all this other shenanigan stuff going on and not. Come well, it's because back then in 2016, we didn't know the level of voter fraud. Yeah. The three million the three million votes that she got were from the election machines, right. but they didn't have it sophisticated enough to pull out uh, to, to navigate the uh, turnout or to counterbalance the, yeah. the unexpected turnout that Trump got in the blue wall back in 2016. And that's really what the nexus of it was, is they didn't tweak the calculations because they had no idea mm-hmm. the underbelly and current of the American pop, uh, political atmosphere. Um, and I, I think even in 2020, when... Trump got more votes than any incumbent in the history of America. They, they, they took out all the stops. And it's clear to me that they had to basically uh, cheat like there was no tomorrow to the point where it became so obvious. Like when there's 110% voter turnout, mm-hmm. that, that to me is obvious. Yeah, When you have... Things shutting down in the middle of the night, and then all of a sudden, this whole change in the voter outcome. It's obvious. When you have $400 million coming from Zuckerberg and Facebook to rig elections, and where he invested his money was in these minority counties that were riddled with fraud, over stealing elections in battleground states like um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that state, um, Atlanta, Georgia, that state, Georgia, um, and so many other places, Michigan, Detroit. And it was in these minority, and the Democrats exploit minorities. That's what they're doing. They're buying up these voter blocks. These are power blocks. It wasn't enough, for example, for transgender and homosexuals. It was not enough. It was not enough to accept them Right? Accept them. That's what they wanted back in the 80s and 90s. But say 90s and the millennium. Just accept us for who we are, is what they would say. Now all of a sudden, they've become this political militant group that literally is fundraising for one party over another. And that's what this was all about. They're trying, they bought up the uh, black voters. They bought up the abortion voters. They bought up the LBGT whatever, they bought up the trans and they're trying to buy up the illegal migrants. And all of these groups have, well, not all of them, but a lot of these groups, whether it's LGBT and trans um, and this segregationist party, which is the Democrat party, they've always stood for segregation. And uh, they try to divide Americans into classes. Now, one thing is true, that the most liberal cities are the cities with the biggest social economic gap. Yes. The rich and the haves, and the poor and the have-nots. And there's a reason for that. 
because the middle class can does not have a right to exist, does not have a right to freedom of expression or anything of the sort. Now, um, one of the things that this is all about is this um, Klaus Schwab clip that I'm going to play, and then I'm going to get to the positive message of Donald Trump. And you'll hear the difference. And I don't see how one can mm-hmm. play better than the other. But let's take a listen to the globalists, because that's what Biden, that's what Lindsey Graham, that's what Mitt Romney stand for. They don't stand with America or America first. They don't stand with MAGA or the MAGA movement. Make America great again is all that means. No, they stand with the globalists. They stand with the corporations. And they stand with the greed and the power and the control. And they'll use anything to get to it, whether it's climate, COVID, you name it. The young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young nobodies of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. Young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government. All right, so that was Klaus Schwab talking about that. But you know what's happening around the world, and they don't want to tell it to to us. They don't want to. They don't want to let you know about it. Is in the Czech Republic right now, mm-hmm. and throughout Europe, they're protesting and resisting in the streets against NATO. Mm-hmm. NATO, which is really you know part and parcel and an extension of the World Economic Forum, which is a private organization, but completely intertwined with these governments. And Klaus Schwab is a big, huge player in all of this. But the point is, in setting the agenda, like the most powerful lobbying group for globalists in the world, that and the IMF and anyone who controls the money, the World Bank has been plagued by it. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. Um, the, uh, when, you, when you see this rise up, people are rising up. They're seeing their farmers being destroyed, their, their agriculture. They're seeing the food supplies being shut down. They're seeing this climate not working. Germany, for example, invested heavily in, in green technology, and now they're going to have a very cold winter. Right, exactly, because th- this technology is very expensive, and you know, you're know you p- forcing people to make changes to the infrastructure of how they do their business at a cost that they cannot sustain. It's getting so bad that even um, uh, Martha Cadet, Raditz right. said these th- words. Let's listen. 
whatever he said, the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, which tracks hate speech, said Talking after about Biden the speech. Biden speech, yeah. there was a surge online in conversations that said Biden's remarks singling out MAGA Republicans were interpreted as a declaration of war against conservatives and all the Trump voters. Of and read this and, and what I says, no matter our political as democracy times and here's another thing that Martha Rada said meant to the MAGA supporters certainly he right wasn't here. calling out to the MAGA supporters certainly he he mentioned them more than a dozen times and as a threat to democracy has the president essentially given up on those MAGA Republicans some 70 million people well what the president has- and and really he has there's a couple of clips I want to play here here's another one. The president criticized MAGA Republicans for electing election deniers, yet Democrats are promoting far-right candidates in GOP primaries. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan tweeted in response, if President Biden is truly serious about threats to democracy, then he would condemn the tens of millions of Democratic groups who have spent money promoting extremists threatening democracy obviously in the end uh, they hope that democrats will win that's why they're spending that money but should the president speak out against members of his party who have boosted these so-called extreme candidates yeah and then here's one more uh clip from that but this maga republican agenda this hate-fueled agenda, hate. this MAGA Republican agenda that we saw incite violence on our nation's capital has no place in a democracy. And if we are not intentional about calling it out, which is what the president did, uh, then our country, everything that our country is built upon. All right. So here's the thing. What they want to do is deny the other half of the country their candidate mm-hmm. of choice. Yeah. They want to try to... Um, call the J6 thing an insurrection when there is nothing but violence coming from the left for, you know, you we heard the clip where you go out and you stir a crowd, you, you, you harass them, mm-hmm. you create violence, we support violence. The same party that was supporting violence uh, is now complaining and crying about January 6th when that was really not even an insurrection. That was a peaceful protest that was infiltrated by a very corrupt FBI. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about the pipe bombers, Ray Epps, the whole thing. We know what's going on. There's all kinds of video where they're unlocking doors. And you know, the only people who got shot in that whole episode was people like um, uh, Ashley Bobbitt. Ashley Bobbitt uh, from a guy named uh, Richard Bird. I think it was not Richard Bird. I always get his name mixed up. But he was a Secret Service guy working in detail with Chuck Schumer. Um, and he was a black guy that shot a white girl mm-hmm. who was a veteran, uh, unarmed, and nobody even wants to press charges against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely and utterly and totally rigged. So let's take a listen to a positive message from a winning candidate. And he wins every single time, whether it's 2016, 2020. Call me a denier, but he won that election. And he's poised and ready to win 2024. And America should never stand up, never take a back seat, I should say, to this rhetoric where uh, we can't elect, we can't elect our own primary candidate. We cannot elect our own nominee. Uh, and and uh, have the Democrats stage 
a loser candidate like we had with Bob Dole or, um, you know, uh, George Bush or the Bushes or anybody else. Here's Donald Trump. There is no mountain we cannot climb. Or John McCain, I should say. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never, ever, ever back down. Applause. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a chance because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and God alone. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we are on together has only just begun. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious American nation. So with the help of everyone here today and citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Thank you, Pennsylvania. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it never gets old, does it? It never Leonardo? gets old, and what a contrast. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely a contrast. Hey, I want uh, to ask everybody to go over to tacticalcivics.com. That's tacticalcivics.com. And help us support the companies and organizations that sponsor this show and our station. And uh, be sure to check out Tactical Civics and sign up and make us look good, number one. But number two, it's a great organization. Uh, We're going to be having one of the founders on the program this week. Uh, So be sure to check them out. Check them out. TacticalCivics.com. Sign up. Do whatever you can to support them because they're supporting us. Also, if you go over to MyPillow.com, be sure to use Red State as your promo code. Also, uh, be sure to check out MAGAPAC and find out how we're pushing and advancing America First policies to make America great again. Well, with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Cravetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.